Welcome to the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Witcher, and today we're going to talk about special education summer school, ESY. Is it worth it? Should you make the choice to opt in or to opt out? But before we talk into how to make that decision and what you should do regardless of what your decision is, let me share with you a win from Tiffany Dorsey, who is a master IEP coach who used the exact strategies that we're going to talk about today right here on the podcast to achieve this result. She sent a message and said, Catherine Witcher, big thanks for this letter and training. I was able to tailor it to my clients' needs and score research-based phonics and reading programs with a certified reading specialist with IEP goals, plus direct behavioral instruction coaching strategies that the staff should have been working with mom at home with the child, but it's gonna happen over the summer. Now. If you notice, she didn't throw anybody under the bus there. I want you to hear this loud and clear because I know that we have parents, teachers, admins, therapists, everybody is welcome here in the inner circle. You know what? Sometimes things just don't happen in special education and it's for a variety of reasons. It's not because somebody has malicious intent not to serve a child. That's not why somebody goes into special education. Now, somebody here is going to be thinking, yeah, but you don't know this person. Yep, we've all hit kind of a bad egg on the team, but we're not talking about that today. We're talking about a win just like Tiffany achieved for her client to really make summer school worth it. See, I know that all of you are absolutely frustrated trying not to fail at this whole distance learning thing that has turned into crisis schooling. I know that there's been pure shock, not only over what has happened, but at the lack of communication and resources that have been available for our students who have IEPs. I know that the level of exhaustion of trying to prevent regression has gone to a whole new level beyond what we have ever seen in special education before. So as we look into this next phase of special education, which is summer school, many of you guys call it ESY, extended school year. ESY can actually happen at any time during the school year. It's extended school year services. For the intent and purposes of our podcast, we'll be talking about ESY in the terms of summer school. This gap that's going to happen between the end of the calendar year of this school year and the start of next school year. Now, there are three different responses that can happen with ESY summer school. One, it could be not offered. And that's happening in a lot of places. So you might be in that situation. Or two, you're being offered extended school year, but only virtually. Now, listen in close if you think that's the only option, because it's not. I'm actually going to show you what Tiffany did to get that win for her client. Now, there's a third option that I know many of you are choosing, and that's opting out of ESY because you've already decided that it's not worth it. And I want you to stay with me here today, too, because there's a way that you need to document that. There's a reason that we need to take these next steps. Now, teachers, 
It is so important for you to know all of the details of what I'm talking about, because if it's not happening this year, it's going to happen to you at some time in the future where some parent is going to come up with a creative solution for ESY. And you're going to say, I've never heard of that before. And you don't want to be that teacher. You don't want to be that teacher that is just not informed on all the different options, right? You went into special education to serve children who learn differently at the highest level. And that means knowing all of their options. Parents, it's your job to execute these steps. And I promise you, hang with me. It's going to be simple. It's going to help put you to the front of the line, not just for summer school, but when we get back into the school year, because that's going to be so important. There are going to be just so many people lined up looking to take care of whatever needs to be addressed through this virus crisis when we get back to the fall, and you want to be at the front of that line. So I want you to be really clear on what you want from summer school and to get this documented. Now, here's what I don't think is worth it. A cookie cutter program for summer school that is offered to everybody in a take it or leave it type of way. See, we've already missed a ton of services, right? We've already had that crisis situation of we know IEP goals are not being addressed appropriately. We know services are not being delivered. We also know that it's not really anybody's fault, right? This is a unique situation we're in. But like I said, the shock of this needs to be over and we need to move into individualizing programs again. And yes, that can start with summer school. Now, some of you guys just had an aha moment and said, I never knew summer school could be individualized. I've always had a cookie cutter program offered to me. I've always had it in a take it or leave it. No more. <laughs> Starting this year, no more. You don't have to accept a standard program. I'll give you a quick example of, I was working with a family who has a daughter with Down syndrome who was fully included uh, throughout the entire school day with a few exceptions for some direct instruction in reading and in math. And the standard special education summer school program would not be appropriate. The special education teacher didn't know her very well. She didn't know the students. It wouldn't have provided the opportunities that she needed to continue making progress or at minimum making sure she didn't regress in the areas of reading and math. So what we did is we worked together to individualize a summer school program, which simply had reading and math instruction by a certified teacher where this little girl, um, her parents decided to transport her, so she didn't need the school transportation, but transport her to school two or three times a week over the summer, specific just for that tutoring. That was, and it was done by a certified staff member. That was an absolutely individualized approach to summer school. It worked for her. The parents got a win. The school got a win. It was one less student for the special education teacher to try to hurry up and get to know, to try to deliver services. And the transition back in the fall was much more uh, effective and smooth because this girl had access to her learning materials that she was going to need in the next grade. She got access to those over the summer, 
by her tutor through the individualized program. So this is absolutely possible. But what you have to do, parents, is you have to get really good at writing what we call a PWN, prior written notice. That's the formal term. Many people will call what I'm gonna be talking about an advocacy letter. Now, if you know anything about me, you know that I don't like to use that word advocacy. The definition of it is just fine. But when we talk about the word advocacy and special education, it tends to put up defenses. They tend to be um, fighting words, right? When we put the word advocacy into our tone, it just seems to shut down the communication. So when I'm working with my master IEP coaches, I teach them how to help parents write parent concerns letters. There's a couple of different pieces to this that you can absolutely take and implement, and you can really work towards individualizing your child's ESY program so it will be worth it. You have to make sure, now you might want to go ahead and write some of this down. You have to make sure that when you start the process of writing a parent concerns letter, that this isn't just any old email. This is actually going to be a Word document that you can save in a PDF form and you can email it in as an attachment, but it's a formal letter that is going to be CC'd to the file. I know that's an old term, but it works in special education. It works in the way of saying, I'm serious team. We need to have a discussion about the things that are in this letter and we need to do it quickly. So I want you to make sure that you have this formal setup for this letter that has a heading of who is it to. Remember back in the old days, right? When we learned how to write those formal letters in school and we thought, when would we ever use this? Now's your chance. So who is it to and who is it from and what's the date and what's the subject? And then we're going to CC it to the file. That's your first part. Then you're going to make sure in this letter that you start with honest gratitude, meaning what are you thankful for? A lot of times it starts with thank you for your efforts in educating my child during this virus crisis, I know it has been stressful. When looking at the upcoming ESY opportunities, I'd like to discuss the following. And you're going to really be clear and reasonable inside of your request to make ESY personalized and worth it for both you and your child, wait, and the team too. Because believe it or not, when you as a parent start learning how to communicate to individualize a program, starting with summer school, you're actually doing a favor for the special education team because you're helping them do their job better. Now your entire letter that you're going to be writing is going to be rooted in the foundation of idea law. I'm not a lawyer, I'm not practicing the law, I tell you where to look, and you know that I love the purpose and findings of idea law. It teaches us that the entire purpose of an IEP is to meet a child's unique needs and prepare them for further education, employment, independent living. It's also to provide a free and appropriate public education. So to meet your child's unique needs over the summer based on what has happened in the last few months, what do we need to look to individualize this summer? Now, there's a huge piece coming up here. 
This is where we get to individualizing through this virus crisis in a way that you may not have thought of before. Remember I just said that I, I told you about the girl who was able to go into the school building a couple of times a week during the summer to go get her tutoring? We know that school buildings are closed, but a lot of community-based services are starting to open back up. A lot of private speech therapy offices, OT, ABA, different opportunities. There is absolutely nothing that is stopping a school from supporting your child in accessing those resources that are available. Now, I used the word reasonable <laughs> just a few minutes ago, and this is exactly where we need to be very reasonable. It is not reasonable for most families to request something like 40 hours of ABA therapy reimbursed through the school for the summer. So let's say for six or eight weeks. However, it absolutely might be reasonable to have one to three hours of therapy that's provided through community-based programming. So like a private speech therapist or a private OT or private ABA therapy reimbursed. It's absolutely reasonable to say due to the resources or the staff not being able to work on hands-on that you are requesting the following and you put reasonable requests in there. So we have our header, right, in our letter. We have our gratitude statement. We have our reasonable requests that are based in the foundation of making sure that our children are prepared for the future. And based on the current facts, here's our reasonable request for ESY to be individualized to meet a child's unique needs. And then you need to close the letter. And the biggest piece of closing your letter is to make sure that you're asking for a response in writing to the above requests. This closes the door to a verbal conversation of back and forth. That's not to say that you can't have any conversations at all. Sometimes it takes a, a couple of phone calls to get things kind of ironed out. But what I don't want to happen is for you to send this letter, one conversation on the phone happen and say, sorry, we can't do that. And then it's never addressed again. So you want to make sure that it's very clear that you are creating a paper trail of your request based on your child's unique needs and the current situation. Now, a lot of times this type of strong communication can feel scary, not just for parents, but also for the staff. I want you to feel very confident that this strategy is not about breaking your IEP team. It's about building strong, fact-based, clear, reasonable communication to ensure that a child is receiving an appropriate education. When we start communicating this way, when we start really putting everything in writing, not just complaints, but actual solutions and suggestions in a way that makes sense for everyone who's involved, you start to see a child's education move faster towards that concept of really being individualized. So will ESY be worth it for your child? 
If you individualize it, yes. If you individualize it and make sure that you're not continuing to kind of spin in that cycle of chaos, of crisis schooling, and having generic work given to you because that was the best that could be provided at the time. If you can get ESY to move out of this crisis and back into what your child needs, it absolutely is worth it. I'm going to encourage you to go over to masteriepcoach.com. This is where I can coach you through all of these steps to learn how to do this for your own family or for your own students and how to help others. This is where you get exact templates that I'm talking about that Tiffany used that we talked about right in the beginning of how she was able to work with the school district and get this in less than one week. This was not a drawn out process. This was not four meetings and three months later, she was able to get some individualized services. This is within one week, she was able to use this strategy that I just shared with you and was able to get research-based reading instruction, phonics instruction, behavioral coaching, true individualized programming that's going to make a difference in a child's summer and it's going to make a difference in their transition back into the school year, whatever that might look like. So again, go ahead and hop over to masteriepcoach.com, get the information on how you could become a master IEP coach and use all of these tools for your own family and to help others. If you have questions, go ahead and drop me a DM on Facebook or Instagram. I'll be sure to get back to you. And again, thanks for being here in the Special Education Inner Circle podcast. I'll talk to you guys soon.